0: hello tyler going on fella how much you oh you know just working away pretty much <laughs>
1: Now know who else is working away amc yeah. apparently yeah they raised uh, a shit ton of money
2: yeah almost a billion dollars yeah that's uh that's a pretty impressive feat i'm surprised they were able to raise that much given their uh financial situation the economic outlook right now
0: yeah no but but i don't know how but they did it so and it seems like this will kind of hold them over from what they're saying but for how long
2: yeah 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 i don't know I mean, good for them. I mean, like, I don't want to see, like, as much as I love the fact that these streaming services are putting their their top movies right on the streaming services for people to enjoy at home, I by no means want any of these uh, theater companies to go out of business.
1: No, me neither. And, yeah, like, maybe we're the outliers to that, just because we really like theaters, but,
3: Mm -hmm.
1: but, yeah. Yeah, it's it's good they got like some liquidity now where they can. I think it's they say that like it'll definitely get them through the winter, so.
0: I wonder if they're banking like next summer. Is doors open? Oh, I hope so.
2: I really, really hope so. Yeah, I think everyone is. Because I've been, I've, I can't say that I've been following it like super closely. But I've definitely been keeping my eye on the moves that AMC is making because I feel it's going to be pseudo reflective of the kind of moves that Cineplex is going to have to make on this side of the border, right? Yeah, yeah. They like kinda... they're they're not too far off from each other in terms of like worry and concern and uh, hemorrhaging money at this point. So
0: yeah,
2: yeah. And like Cineplex is the biggest one we have in Canada, so yeah. If they can't figure out a way or a method or something to do here, like do we just lose all theaters in Canada?
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, it was funny too because I was reading. It was just like some online forums about people talking about stuff, and uh I don't know if it was Cineplex or if it was AMC, but one of them, uh they did like that. Hey, pay us some money and like do a private screening for your family, right? Mm-hmm. And apparently, like, whatever theater chain was doing, it just like couldn't handle the reservation system. So like there was people that were like phoning and trying to like book and spend money at these places and like they couldn't get callbacks and stuff like
0: that. And it's like, man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I'm happy to hear it. Hopefully that lasts a little bit longer. Yeah.
2: Let's see what else we got here. America's Most Wanted coming back to Fox after 10 years. Yeah. So I'm guessing Unsolved Mysteries did well enough that they were like, all right, what else can we fucking revitalize?
1: Yeah. I I had that same thought too where it was like, I wonder if they, they saw that and was like, hey, people eat this shit up, right? You know? hmm And I, to be honest, I didn't know it. It wasn't still on the air for some reason, I was thinking it was just still going, and I just wasn't watching it because I don't have cable
2: yeah, I guess i I don't know I kind of it I guess it was something I never knew officially, but like I also don't run cable, right, so yeah, but I definitely did thought it ended at some point, yeah, but I couldn't say that I was certain, yeah, but uh I'm a little. I don't know. I would have liked to have seen this also come to Netflix Yeah, or one of the streaming services. Like yeah. I'm excited. They're bringing it back. Cause I mean, for a while there I actually did enjoy it. Cause I, I love these, you know, these mystery real life mystery type things. Mm-hmm. So all on board for it, but not overly hyped that it's going back on Fox.
1: Yeah. Me neither. And I mean like the cool part is like just reading this article, they say like over the 25 seasons they had, like, They caught almost 1,200 people like from viewer tips, which is like, that's cool shit. You know, so it's...
3: Yeah.
2: Yeah, well, and which is just all the more reason I'm surprised that they're just going to drop it back on Fox. Because, I mean, cable subscriptions have been dropping year after year after year. And viewership on all these major networks has been dropping year after year after year. So I got to wonder... Like what the viewership numbers are going to be with this relaunching on a cable system. Well, does Fox have a
1: streaming service?
2: Disney. Oh yeah. So actually it'll probably end up being on Disney then. And I'm all for it. If it actually ends up on Disney plus, unless it's going to just strictly stay on their, uh, their actual cable channel.
0: I would think it would end up somewhere on there because. Yeah. I don't know, though.
2: I don't know. I guess it's just another one of those time will tell. Yeah. Because I'm not like, I don't, like, without having cable and TiVo and a PBR and all that other stuff, like, I honestly won't be going out of my way to try and, like, find episodes of this online. No, me neither. But if I come across it, I would absolutely watch it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, hopefully it ends up somewhere on the Disney Plus web of... Fucking streaming channels. Mm-hmm.
1: But
2: yeah, this is cool. Very interesting indeed.
0: And then we got some news on uh, the Tomb Raider sequel. This is exciting. Yes. This actually
1: uh as someone who didn't really care for that first one, um, but really liked Lovecraft Country. Um is you're a hater. yeah, true. Um yeah the person that was kind of behind that show is coming to uh, write and direct the next Tomb, tomb Raider
2: which I, uh, go ahead I never made it through Lovecraft Country is one of those things that I went to start out on and just didn't everything else kind of got in the way Yeah, but the one episode I saw I did like and it definitely did got rave reviews so yeah. I'm excited to to see this and I'm also like I don't want to sound like I'm I don't know, riding the coattails of the fucking female empowerment movement. But like, it is, I'm genuinely excited to see like another like female up and comer write and direct like a big Hollywood movie, right? So, like, it's not because you right now you only hear Patty Jenkins for the most part. Yeah. And I guess Olivia Wilde is now kind of on the scene writing, directing, and producing. Yeah. But there's not, there's not a whole lot of them. So, I mean, I'm all for this in that sense as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I think it's like, it's a testament to how good. That show was right, mm-hmm. and the thing that I really like is that show got super fucking weird in like the supernatural sense. And you know, you think of like some of the older Tomb Raider games, they kind of go that weird, like, oh, we went into a tomb and there's some supernatural stuff happening, yep. And I kind of want the movies to go to that versus just like, here's a generic action movie, yeah, you know
2: so well and that's 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 why i like this one like don't get me wrong i didn't mind the the uh angelina jolie tomb raider movies right they were like a fun flick for the time frame that they were released in yeah but i I always wanted something a little bit like they seemed like too fake action it was too fast and furious style action for me yeah which so like even though it was a fun ride i was like well i mean that was fun and it was entertaining but like to me, it didn't hit home as if I was playing the Tomb Raider games, yeah, and that's that's why I loved the one with Alicia Vikander in it because like I thought she killed that role, and it was far more grounded and far more like rooted in like i don't know realism to an extent, right It yeah. wasn't just like hokey, unbelievable fucking action scenes it was like, oh, this is like a badass chick, and like these scenarios could in theory happen, and like the stuff she's doing. You know they follow the limitations of you know an athletic person like i don't know if i'm explaining that right but yeah. i absolutely love that film and i could not wait to hear if there's another coming out yeah so this well, makes me very excited yeah and i mean that first film
1: too very much was kind of supposed to be like that first rebooted tomb raider game mm-hmm. um And then like if you, I don't know if you've played those rebooted games or not, but like eventually those games get kind of into the supernatural stuff. So like this kind of being on that same trend of like, Hey, the first one's kind of like the reboot and like, there's really none of that stuff in it. And it's just kind of setting up the character. And then once we have that established, then we'll get into the super weird shit. So it seems like maybe that's going to be the same, I guess, projection, Mm -hmm. which, yeah. I'm on board for that.
2: Me too. I'm I'm very excited for a second movie. But I also... Uh, I really wish at the end of the day, though, that this wasn't just a bunch of theatrical releases. I think this would have been really phenomenal as, as a series. As like a one-hour series. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, that kind of leads into the next story that you're going to get a Tomb Raider series, but it's probably not the one you want.
2: No, I don't want an animated series that's <laughs> similar to the fucking game yeah i want like a live action with alicia in it and Mm -hmm. i want it like 10 one hour episodes and i want it on like hbo
0: yeah yeah that would be cool
2: you find it i guess it just mirrored you find it interesting how once upon a time like 90s early 2000s movies were king right like Nobody wanted to be in a TV series, and, like, they were, for the most part, just, like, pretty mediocre, like, hour-long dramas or yeah. your typical, like, 20-minute primetime sitcoms, and, like, they were funny and they were entertaining, and you had a few shows that kind of, like, stood above the rest, but for the most part, it was just kind of, like, a sea of mediocrity, and anyone who wanted to make it big in Hollywood, they would kind of, like, start in TV, work their way to film, and they would never go back to TV because yeah the well big that was, picture was where it was at
1: and yeah, the old saying was like once you go
2: back to tv you never come back right mm-hmm. you know but it's like we're hitting reverse chorus here now that we have these television shows that in many regards a lot of these mini series that are coming out are just infinitely better than a film ever would have been like when they like the first one that pops my mind is uh that chernobyl one that hbo mm-hmm. did yep right Like that was just an incredible miniseries. And I don't think there ever would have been a way for them to make that as captivating and entertaining if they were to just make it like a a 90 minute or 120 minute film. No. Right. Like it. And I, I'm, I'm so happy that like a bunch of these writers and directors and actors and stuff are like, Hey, you know what? Turns out with that TV format where we get, Multiple episodes throughout a season or throughout a mini series, like we can cover much more and we can go more in depth. And it seems like we're heading a lot more in that direction with a lot of pieces of entertainment. Yeah,
1: and I think, like I think we've talked about it before, but I, I think when you saw that shift was with that first season of True Detective,
2: right? Yes, I I would agree that was probably the catalyst to all of it. Right? You know, because people saw that hey, you can get
1: big name talent on tv and not only can you get big name talent but you can also tell like a great 10 hour story right that Mm -hmm. people are just gonna gobble up and then after that you know you had you know your game of thrones and you know shit like that right
0: so it's
2: yeah i just i like the longer format because it allows you to do so much yeah i i think that's that's definitely the the big deal there like cuz i can't imagine true detective as a fucking 2 hour movie no and then like the more i start thinking like what if we gave some of these other big movies like a mini series type treatment cuz like i don't know how many times you've watched a movie that like and like when i say like i watched a movie i'm talking about like the good like well thought out well character driven like movies like i'm not talking fast and the furious right like i wouldn't want a fast and the furious mini series no but if i look back at like movies that left me wanting more like i'm thinking like off the top of my head like inception yeah like i don't know how that would necessarily translate to a miniseries but like i felt like there was i wanted so much more and if that was like a six episode miniseries yeah yeah fair enough anyway i got a little off topic there but so i wish they would take that tomb raider and make it a, a miniseries i do not care even in the least for a fucking Tomb Raider anime series. Nope, Not even n- in the slightest.
1: Yeah, me neither. I don't really give a fuck about this
0: one one bit. No. But, yeah. They're doing it.
2: Oh, speaking of live action TV series.
0: Yeah. Harry Potter. Yes.
1: So this is a funny one. Because, like, this article came out. And then later that day, Warner Brothers issued a statement and was like, No, and like completely denied it but Mm -hmm. like i wonder if this is a case of like they just don't want it
0: out yet
2: yeah oopsie someone leaked something we weren't ready to announce
0: yeah you know i I think this would be a no-brainer like why why not
2: uh yeah i have a few concerns about it though yeah Like a Harry Potter TV series absolutely does sound intriguing because honestly, like if we're talking about going back and giving like serious treatment to some movies where you wanted more, if they would have done each movie, AKA each book of the Harry Potter series as like a 10 episode season and did all of Harry Potter like that. Right. I feel like that would have been more satisfying because again, like I, I did read the books when I was much, much younger. So, like, when the film started coming out, I was one of those people who was like, oh, well, this is cool. But, like, they left out this from the book and all this other stuff, right? So, if you did this as, like, a 10-episode season per book, I feel like you could have got a lot more in there and had a lot more of the story explained. Where my concern lies right now is I don't understand of all places how this is going to HBO.
0: Well, I mean, they have the rights.
2: Yeah, and, and I get that, but I don't know. When I think HBO, I think like groundbreaking, yeah. pushing the envelope, the cutting edge of like what is acceptable and what is considered, you know, great television. Right? Like HBO, yeah. in my opinion, is the gold standards of where like I don't know the top nine out of the top ten television shows come from. Yeah, fair right. Enough. Like they are the taste makers, and they are the ones who always like set the tone and set the pace for what is great television at the time yeah and although i would be intrigued about a harry potter series on hbo it just it just seems like a weird fit like i mean putting aside the fact that hbo is owned by warner brothers which owns the rights to harry potter like so i understand all that but it just seems weird
1: yeah and like i bet with hbo max now like you're gonna get more of stuff like this where it's like maybe not necessarily like those hbo like cable shows i guess right Mm -hmm. but i get what you're saying and when i was reading this too like i was like oh hey hbo harry potter series like a part of me was like and they'll never do this but like imagine a super dark r-rated harry potter show
2: that would that would be that would be a shut up and take my money scenario
1: Uh, yeah like they'll never do it but uh but like i was reading it and i was like oh you could do a lot of cool shit with that Um, yeah you could but they won't uh, no because it's a family property but but i was like that that would be really cool
2: yeah i guess part of me just keeps forgetting that like hbo max isn't just you know hbo premium cable hbo anymore right yeah so I, i i'm intrigued yeah a little surprised but intrigued
0: yeah yeah i'll be curious if this if and when they make, like, an official announcement. hmm You know? Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah.
2: It'll be interesting, because, I mean, like, yeah, like you said, we got one article here saying it's happening, and then it's followed by another article where they're saying, no, that's not happening.
1: Yeah, so, like, I wonder if it's, if that was a case of, like, hey, there is maybe still a little bit of stink on Harry Potter, because, you know, with that Johnny Depp stuff, you know, and a lot of people aren't a fan of jk rowling right now so like i wonder if they're just like all right we're not announcing this yet um or whatever who knows right that's total speculation but
2: yeah or maybe it was a case where it was in talks and they were debating it and they went no now is just not the right time so they axe the deal and then yeah someone you know leaks information to try and drum up like public outcry and fan support in hopes mm-hmm. to like change their mind
0: yeah Then other HBO news. So, uh, Craig Mazin, so the dude that did
1: Chernobyl Mm -hmm. and is doing The Last of Us, uh, just extended his deal with HBO.
2: So, that is, he, that's exciting. I mean, he did some good work and I'm very excited for The Last of Us. Even, even, I'm sure we'll talk about it later on with all the casting announcements, but, Mm
0: -hmm. yeah. So,
1: I, I think sealing him in for like an overall deal is kind of a no brainer, you know, especially if that last of a show
0: is, you know, good. Right. Mm hmm. So, yeah. I mean, there's not a whole lot to this one other than like, this is cool. I hope we get more from him. Mm hmm. Because, yeah. He does good work. Yeah, I've been a fan of most of the stuff that he's uh, put the pen to paper for. So mm hmm. And then
2: Peacock, find a $1 billion deal to be the streamer of the WWE. Yeah. That's a old
1: move. Yeah. Like, I read this and I was like, that's one way to get
2: people to buy Peacock. You know, because wrestling is still pretty big. It is, but this is, and like, maybe things have changed over the last uh, few years, but... uh, I want to say is mm, as early back as about five years ago you used to be able to go to like wwe's website and like become a member and it was i don't know like 20 bucks a month and that gave you access to everything that the wwe did so mm-hmm. you could live stream you know monday night raw or thursday night smackdown you got to watch all the pay-per-views so i and I haven't done my uh, background into this to see if that's still a thing with the WWE, but if it was, I believe it is. And that this just sounds like a stupid deal for Peacock because like, it sounds like they signed this deal because they're like, Oh yeah, we know that fucking the wrestling fan base is a like loyal and dedicated one. So we're going to try and go in on that. But those extremely loyal wrestling fans more than likely are already paying WWE directly 20 bucks a month to have access to everything. Yeah. And I can only imagine this deal with Peacock would allow them to like, yeah, see like looking through here, it's worth a billion dollars for five years. They get their favorite events, including WrestleMania at half the price. And then they get like the streaming, like the Thursday night SmackDown, Monday night raw shit. Yeah. Like if you're a member of WWE's, the WWE network, like, officially through them. You get all that stuff anyway, plus you get all these pay-per-views. Yeah. So why would you want to then, oh, cool, I can also watch this on Peacock? Yeah, I don't know what
0: the, like, I'd be really curious to know what the conversion rate is. Like, do a bunch of people, you know, go
1: from the WWE in-house one to Peacock now? I, I, I would
2: think not. I wouldn't I wouldn't think either because like if I I, I used to be a massive wrestling fan it just kind of faded out over the years. Yeah. But if I was still a massive wrestling fan, Peacock charging me 15 bucks a month to watch SmackDown Raw and then get pay-per-view events at half price, that's not a big enough draw for me to leave WWE where it's 20 bucks a month. I get all that shit anyway, plus I get the pay-per-views, plus they have a fucking plethora of like behind the scenes and like web exclusive content, right? Which it wouldn't be, and isn't coming over to this Peacock deal. So like you save yourself a few dollars and now you have access to, to some of Peacock's like other streaming series, but you're giving up, like I would argue half of what you get from subscribing directly to the WWE network. Yeah. Yeah. It's weird. I mean I'm sure Vince McMahon's no fucking dummy so I'm pretty sure he saw this it was like billion dollars absolutely I feel yeah. like that's barely going to cut into the revenue we're making right now online so yeah absolutely we'll take your money
1: Mhm Yeah yeah I think it's a it's a win for for the WWE but I th- I don't think this is a win for Peacock
2: No but- I don't I don't think it is either I think Peacock is I get that they're trying to enter the space Yeah But I don't think they're doing it very well. No. And like... Yeah. Like just like a few weeks ago when we talked about like their model where it was like...
1: Oh yeah. That weird fucking pricing for The Office.
2: Yeah. Where it's like if you go to Peacock and you join their free tier you can watch the first season of The Office with commercials. If you pay for their $5 tier or $10 tier you can watch all of The Office but still with commercials. And if you pay for their like ultra premium tier then you can watch The Office without commercials. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm pretty sure the people that are like diehard Office fans... Just bought it. Yeah, they would have... Well, they said like the DVD and Blu-ray sales of The Office like on Amazon fucking went up like a thousand percent or whatever. Yeah. But if I'm a diehard for The Office and some of the other quote-unquote exclusive Peacock shows like Parks and Rec and 30 Rock and shit... I would just be paying the four dollars a month for a VPN and watching it on Canadian Netflix. Cause guess what? The Office is still on Canadian Netflix. Uh, yeah. So is Parks and Recs, which actually just got added. Yeah. And so is like Thirty Rock and Community and a bunch of these other shows. So it's like yeah. yeah. Not to mention all that money that Peacock like 'cause they used like Netflix used to pay them like half a billion dollars. Like boatloads of money to be able to stream the office. Right. I don't know. I just, I don't see. I'm sure Peacock or NBC, Universal, whatever, they're just going to keep dumping money into this in hopes that it eventually gets to a point where it starts turning a fucking profit. But out of all the streaming services out there right now, because there's a multitude of them at this point, Mm -hmm. Peacock is definitely near the very bottom, if not at the very bottom of the list of streaming services that I have no intention of ever looking at.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They'd have to add some they'd have to add a lot of stuff for me to even like consider checking it out
2: yeah they're they're gonna need a a montage of like exclusives Mm -hmm. yeah and even then i don't know if that would be enough because you look at uh apple tv yeah which is backed by fucking apple i mean it's apple for god's sakes yeah and they don't even have the subscriber base that they were hoping for, and they have a fucking ton of Apple TV exclusives. Yeah, and some of them, from my understanding, are pretty good. But the majority of people aren't seeing them, aren't watching them, aren't even hearing about them because it's just another streaming yep. service in a sea of streaming services, right? Like, yep,
1: yeah, and we've talked about this before, but it's it's slowly turning back into the cable problem where it's like you're just going to be subscribed to, like, 20 fucking channels. And yeah. Like, it's slowly just getting back to that, which, yeah. Sucks, because that was the problem everyone was trying to get away from.
2: Yeah. Instead of having to pay for a million channels, now you have to pay for a, me- a million streaming services. And yeah. they keep going up in price, too. Like, I don't know if you got the email, but we just got the notification that our Netflix is going up to 20 bucks a month now. Yeah. So they just keep going up and up and up. I honestly, I would not be surprised if at some point one of these big players formed some kind of partnership and, and like purchased one of the other big players. Like if yeah. you saw like and Netflix being a free, like cause Amazon is Amazon, right? And they do much more than streaming. Like the bulk yep. of their revenue doesn't even come from streaming. So I can't see them being like picked up from another company. But, like, if you look at, like, I'm thinking Netflix, like, I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere in the next, like, 10 years you see Amazon make some kind of outrageous deal to merge Netflix into Prime Video or even Apple to make a massive deal and offer to fucking scoop up Netflix just to get the subscriber base going and merge their platforms. Yeah. Yeah. the only other real big player aside from, like, Prime and Netflix would be, like, HBO. Yeah. But their shit's so weird where it's like you can get it in some countries, other countries you can't. And then you yeah. have countries like Canada where like you can get it, but you can't get it on its own. You have to buy it through fucking Crave. Yeah. So I, yeah. I I don't know. I I think it would be I would honestly I would be all on board if Apple offered billions and billions of dollars to acquire Netflix and then just merge them into like one streaming service.
1: Yeah. And you got to think like Something like that is going to end up happening. Like one of these streaming services is going to end up getting folded into another one at some point. You got to think.
2: It would have to because like Netflix ain't going away. Like that's the the standard streaming service like everybody owns. Yeah. Everybody I talk to, everyone owns Netflix and the vast majority of them have Prime Video. Yep. And then very few up here anyway have Crave. And the few that have Crave usually don't have HBO or Showtime added on to it. Right. Hulu, we can't get up here, which I wish we could because I might drop a streaming service in favor of Hulu. Yeah. And then I don't know anyone who fucking owns Peacock. No. Disney Plus is on its way up, but I would say maybe a tenth of my friends actually have a Disney Plus membership. Yeah. And that's the one that kind of bothers me too is like... Fox owns Hulu, but Disney owns Fox, so via V Disney owns Hulu. So why haven't they bothered to merge them yet?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah,
2: Disney's with
0: all their different I guess like streaming I guess, names. Because they have like the
1: ESPN stuff and all that stuff. Like it's mm-hmm. it's super weird that they have some of it just segregated out like
2: Yeah, I would hope that who's ever running Disney right now, at least that portion, that section of Disney is like working on a plan to basically merge Disney Plus with Hulu and like combine the subscriber base from both and have it as just like one. Yeah. Because there's no need for all these separate ones, especially when it's owned by the same company. I understand that like maybe from a business perspective, they're looking at it like, oh, well. This is one revenue stream and this is one revenue stream and this is one revenue stream and they're probably like yeah we got good streams of revenue coming in from all three of our different streaming apps that we own but it's like yeah but if you combine them all and made them one you would still have those three streams they would just be in one stream now and then you're going to attract even more people because like how many people want most of the Disney stuff but just a little bit of the Hulu so they only go for Disney. Right, Or the people who are like, well, Disney doesn't have what I want. It has a little bit of what I want. And Hulu has a little bit of what I want. But neither of them have enough that I would want to subscribe. But if you amalgamate all of them into one, it's like, okay, now there is enough that makes me want to have that streaming service.
1: Yeah. And I wonder if, like on the other side of that, like I wonder if there's some weird like region rights issues or something. Like deals that, are, that have been in place for a while that like maybe they've got to let expire before they do stuff i I imagine
2: there would have to be
1: like i wonder if that's why maybe they haven't like folded everything into one is because they're like shit we gotta we gotta let these deals like run their course and then and then maybe we can Mm -hmm. you know maybe that's just like a whole big fucking mess or something
2: well i'm really hoping that that's the situation with hbo and crave yeah because like the only reason i have crave is so that i can have access to hbo streaming yeah and if that deal that hbo made with um bell if that contract expires or slips away and then hbo goes okay perfect that contract's done we don't have to like make bell our exclusive home of hbo we're going to launch the hbo max app in canada now bye bye crave it's over i'm done yeah yeah cuz in my mind that's the only
1: like reason i have crave mhm like back when i still had cable I mean, the other nice part, I guess, about Crave is didn't it come with
2: Showtime? No, you got to pay additional for that. Oh, right. So, yeah, even at that. You get Crave and then you have to pay an additional five or ten bucks for Showtime and then an additional ten bucks for HBO. That's right. So that Crave subscription ends up being like thirty five or forty dollars.
0: Yeah, it ends up being not a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Streaming services are in a weird place right now. Yeah, they are. It's because all these companies were like, no. No one's leaving cable. Streaming services are just a fad. And then yeah, cable yeah. just keeps going down, and they're like, okay, shit. We're wrong, and we're, like, fucking 10 years late to the game now. Yeah. We better start making all of our shit exclusive signing deals and get our own streaming service off the ground, and it's a fucking nightmare. Yep. Because, uh, I mean, I'm sure... I'm sure somebody has thought about this but I mean at the end of the day the whole reason people went streaming services is because there was too much and you had to pay too much for fucking cable and you had to pay a lot of money for a bunch of shit that you didn't want just to watch a few things that you did. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly what is starting to happen in the streaming space. And all this is leading to is an uptick in piracy.
1: Yep, pretty much. And yeah, it's funny because you were talking about like the Netflix price increases. It's like I look at that and it's like i kind of said it to myself a while ago that like as soon as netflix goes over 20 bucks i'm killing it it's not worth over that
2: no like the fiance watches a boatload of netflix that's like pretty much the only streaming service she watches but right i don't often go on netflix just to browse to find something to watch it's usually like oh i heard about this show or this show and i go to where i need to go so that i can watch it yeah
1: and at that point like it's you know, the shows that you do want to watch on Netflix, is it worth it to cancel it and then just subscribe for a month to, like, watch that show when it comes out, right? Mm-hmm. You know, do you cancel it and then go, oh, the new season of Ozark is out, I'll sub for this
2: month? Well, and that's just it. Like, the shows that I like, I feel like I really need to watch and will watch that are on Netflix, a lot of them are ending. So, like, mm-hmm. like Ozark was a big draw for me, and that's ending after this next season. Yep. Yeah it's been a long time since I got another season of stranger things. I mean, I'm sure they'll keep that one going for a little while because it's their biggest draw, but the other ones that I really enjoyed, they're killing. If they killed the society, like that was a draw for me. Yeah. They just keep filling it with like, I'm just curious, like how much money Netflix spends in any given year to just put like to host all these, you know, D class straight to DVD shit movies or these old television shows that like nobody watched when they're on TV and nobody's watching them now that they're on a streaming service. Like a lot of it is obviously filler. They're buying as much rights to stuff so that when you open up Netflix, it's not like you only have 10 things to pick from. Right. Yeah. Like that's the draw. It's like, oh, come to Netflix because look, we have, you know, over 500,000 movies and we have a million different TV shows. But it's like, well, yeah, but like three quarters of these TV shows is just like crap from the fucking 90s that I never would have watched and still don't want to watch.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And like right now, like when I look at Netflix, like to me, the the things they're doing well are their movies and their true crime stuff Mm -hmm. like that to me is like. Or they're like consistently doing good and like where I watch it and I'm like, okay, that was worth it like that. That's worth paying for Netflix to have. You know, every month have, you know, two-ish new movies come out that I watch and go, okay, those were good. And then, like, two crime
0: docs that come out, right? Because that's, you know, that's worth it. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Um,
2: Well, moving on from that tirade. Yeah. Kevin Hart, Borderlands movie. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so it seems like
0: this movie's kind of starting to take shape.
2: I uh, I'm, I'm I'm curious. I played Borderlands one, but I never touched the other two. Yeah. So like, I'm not even well versed in the plot of Borderlands anymore. Yeah, me neither. But I absolutely love Kevin Hart. Yeah. I think he's an amazing stand-up comedian, and the majority of the films he do, I quite enjoyed. Yeah. I don't know how he fits with his. He's In the majority of his movies, he's very similar, right? Like, he's always that, like, over-the-top comedic relief. Like, there's not many serious-type movies that I've seen him in where he takes on a serious role.
1: Right. But at the same time, like, Borderlands really isn't that serious.
2: No, but I'm just thinking, like, his over-the-top outlandish comedic style might be over-the-top even for Borderlands.
0: Oh. Okay. Yeah, I could see that.
2: Yeah, I mean again, reserving judgment till uh, I see some more stuff come out. But
1: yeah, yeah, this one's weird. Like I don't know what to think of this movie because, like, I like Eli Roth, you know. Got Cate Blanchett, you know. So if she saw something in it, then like there's got to be something there, you know, because she doesn't really just tank movies like
0: this usually, Mm -hmm. right? You know. So it's like. Yeah, I
3: don't
0: know. Yeah, only time's going to tell on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Then we got uh,
2: The Great Gatsby
0: is apparently going
2: to be turned into a TV show. And you must be over the fucking moon about this. What?
1: I've never seen the movie.
2: I just meant like looking that it's it's coming from the guy who did Elizabeth and the Tudors. The Great Gatsby is like an old timey flick. For yeah. old timey book, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That part is like, it's totally right up my alley.
2: Yeah. I feel like the time period would be everything that you wanted it to be. Yes. Also, side note, you never saw the Great Gatsby movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? No. It's actually a phenomenal movie. I've and heard- I don't like those old time pieces, but it was a good fucking movie. Yeah. I've heard that. It's just, it
1: was
0: one of those ones that slipped through the crack and
2: never quite got there.
0: i've totally forgot how much hate and disdain you have for leonardo dicaprio this is true and this is weird though it's going to a and e
2: that has me concerned yeah right right i mean like wasn't a and e technically where like vikings came from uh i thought that was i thought
1: vikings was amc and then it got sold to prime or no, maybe did it start it? A Or uh, No Vikings was history. Started it on the History Channel. Is that where it started? Yeah, and then it went to a bunch of other places.
2: Well then. yeah. Uh,
0: but
1: yeah, A and E, like is this just gonna be like a the Great Gatsby slash lifetime
2: miniseries? Yeah, I don't know. Like I'm just uh I'm just scrolling through a list of like A and e shows right now like at first 48 alaska pd america's top dog barter kings Uh, yeah rescue cam night watch shipping wars like yeah just briefly scrolling down their list the only thing that like seems to have like any sort of weight as far as like a legit show was Bates is Bates motel oh right and then the rest is like a lot of like crime shit and yeah Documentary stuff, celebrity ghost stories, court cam, oh, fuck. Chris Angel's Mind Freak, that was, uh, that was A&E, Dog the Bounty Hunter, that's A&E, oh, God. Fit to Fat to Fit, Flipping Wars, Flipping Vegas, Ghost Hunters, Gene Simmons, Family Jewels, like, oh, yeah, fuck. like just scrolling down through this yeah. list, this doesn't seem like the, the place for it, yeah, Live PD, okay, yeah, I'm not seeing this. I'm not. I'm not understanding how this is even a thing. Yeah, me neither. And I mean, psychic kids, parking wars. Oh my god, how did they get a hold of this fucking TV series, man? I don't know. Especially like,
0: a, like a well-known property. Yeah. Right? Like it. Yeah, I. This is weird. Five
2: different versions of Storage Wars, man. I know. Also, home to the show Wall Wallburgers. This is just, yeah. I'm not following the fucking logic on this one at all. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Um, I went yeah. from from cautiously optimistic to like, I probably won't pay any attention to it. Yeah, is just looking at their their library. There's nothing that is in anything in line. With what they're going to try and do with this.
0: Yeah.
1: And okay, so reading this article, Vikings did end up on a and
2: I thought A&E was on, Vikings was on A&E.
1: Yeah. Vikings started on history,
0: then it went to A&E, and then Netflix bought it. Hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, Still doesn't sway me in the excited direction. No. No. And maybe it'll just be like, Great Gatsby storage hunters. Oh god. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, not hyped. No hype on that one, but yeah. And then Apple's got another limited series in the works.
2: Perfect. I'll add that to the list of all the other Apple limited series that I've never seen and probably never will.
1: Yeah. Uh In with the Devil. With uh, Taron
0: Edgerton and and that guy from, oh, the Clint Eastwood movie about the security guard. Oh, Richard Jewell.
3: Yeah, it's those yeah. two.
0: Oh, yes. Yeah, so. Looks like it's going to kind of be about inmates in a prison. Hmm. Yeah, I think there's potential for this just because. I think both those actors
2: are pretty good. I don't know, man. I don't want to see anything that involves a prison unless they decide to reboot Prison Break. Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: Yeah. yeah I don't not, like I
2: like those are they're both good actors And yeah. fucking Paul Walter Walter Hauser did unbelievable in Richard Jewell. Like yeah. that was seriously like a, a, a I did not expect anything didn't hear anything just like oh that actually looks kind of interesting saw it in theaters and it bl- it blew me away it was so well done yeah it was a sleeper hit of the year for sure when I saw it so like I, I think he's and he nailed that role so fucking hard and well Edgerton's Edgerton yeah just a fucking solid all around actor so I mean massive potential
0: yeah I just
2: mm-hmm. think it's the wrong home for it I feel like and I don't know this yet I mean <coughs> it'll still be a little while but I feel like Apple's picking up all these exclusives, and I just, I don't believe, because they're not really releasing their their numbers. I don't believe they have enough subscribers to sustain. Like, I don't know if you've noticed, they keep going for these, like, new Apple TV series. There's exclusive ones. Mm-hmm. Like, they're going after the big dogs in, like, yeah. all regards, right? Like, to have people like Carell and Aniston and these guys and... yeah aquaman like all these like big time actors for their exclusives and then i just i don't think that they get the draw and they don't have the subscriber count and what makes me extremely hesitant to watch any of their series is i i always have that thought in the back of my head like is there any point to watching this because i feel like it'll get one season won't get the love it deserves and it'll be over yeah yeah i mean that for all mankind show got a second season but but did any of the other ones did that news story get us that news one with Aniston and Carell get a second? I don't
1: I don't think that one did because I don't think that one was actually very well
0: received. But yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. does yeah, a get to a point where Apple ends up shopping these out.
2: Yeah, I would think they would almost have to.
1: Right. You know, or does it uh, turn into what you said, where it's just like every season or every show just gets one season and that's it. And then they kind of live and die on the Apple service,
2: which is un- unfortunate, but I feel like that's definitely a, uh, a very realistic possibility. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I just need to bite the bullet and subscribe for a month just to see what's there. Maybe. Well, that's the other thing too, is like, I don't, I don't know about you, I have seen absolutely zero advertising for Apple TV.
0: Yeah, I haven't seen, yeah, really anything for it. To be honest, like nothing. No.
2: And the other thing is too, like I've seen so little advertising for it, um, that I know, like, I uh, well, I just sold it, but I had a MacBook Pro. Yeah. And it was Apple TV was on there by default. But I never clicked it. But I mean, like, I honestly am at a point where I don't even know if there's an Apple TV app that I can download on my Android phone. Hmm.
0: Now I'm curious. I'm looking. Yeah, because you only watch it on Apple devices. Nope. Oh. Uh, So that's probably. Like.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I just searched Apple TV on the Google Play Store and there's nothing.
1: And I wonder if maybe like, so here's the flip side of Apple TV. Like, I wonder if it's quietly doing very well for Apple just because of how many people have Apple devices and can watch Apple TV. Okay, but here's the
2: thing. Apple has a lot of people on their operating system. They sell a lot of Apple devices, but that's uh, pretty much like locked in in North America. Right. The moment you step out of North America... Oh, yeah. It's Android's games. Yeah. So I can't believe... Like, let's say, I don't know, there's 100 million people running Apple devices in North America. And I understand that's a considerably low number. Like, it's probably higher because people Mm -hmm. will have the phone and the laptop and the iPad and blah, 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 blah. Mm. But just for the sake of the argument, let's say there's 100 million Apple users... Like in North America, out of those 100 million Apple users, not a chance in hell does every single one of them have an Apple TV subscription. Yeah. Right? Like, both my parents run Apple phones, and they have an Apple computer. Yeah. They don't even, they, just the other day, they, they didn't even know Apple TV was a thing. Yeah. And they're Apple owners. And then I have a plethora of friends that run iPhones, and none of them run Apple TV. They all run and not most of them don't even run Apple Music. They run Spotify and Netflix. Yeah. Right? So I can't imagine that uh everyone who owns an Apple device also uses Apple TV. Yeah, true enough. So I'm I'm genuinely curious what their what their numbers are, and I feel like they're I mean they got way more money behind them than uh Quibi does, but this is just reminiscent of Quibi where it's like no one hears about it, no one talks about it, and then you can't get it readily available everywhere right yeah like especially with nowadays the majority of smart tvs like a lot of them have their own operating systems like samsung and stuff like that but most of them are like some fork of android exactly so if you can't get this on an android phone then you won't be able to get it on an android based tv system and if you can't get it on there And you obviously can't get it on any of the Amazon Kindle or Amazon Fire-esque stuff, like the Fire TV sticks. Yeah. Right? So, like, where can you get it? Can you get Apple TV on Roku? Because, like, the biggest names in the game as far as, like, devices to stream from are the smart TVs, the Android boxes, and then, like, the Fire sticks. Like, those are where... And Roku. Like, that's where everybody... If you're not using the apps built into your TV... That's what most people are using. So if I it's d- not on Android, it's probably not on the fork, which is what Amazon runs, and it's probably not on the other fork, which is what the majority of the TV operating systems use, like Tizen and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm looking at So up. where can you get Apple TV? What I'm is it on? I'm looking it up. So obviously the Apple TV app
1: says smart TVs, Samsung, LG, Vizio, Sony apparently have a built-in app.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, gaming consoles, and then it's
2: says... all gaming consoles. Yeah, and then it says streaming devices, Roku, and Amazon Fire TV. So you can get it on Amazon Fire TV, but you can't get it on Android, which Fire TV is a straight fork of. Yeah, yeah, that makes no fucking sense.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I, I bet there, I bet on GitHub there is some fucking homebrewed side-loaded version of Apple TV that will
2: go on an Android device. Well, you wouldn't even need to, though. That's the thing. Like, I know. It's like the Fire TV isn't just a fork of... It's not a fork of Android. It's, it's, it's straight-up fucking Android with an Amazon skin on it. Yeah. Like, it's surprisingly
1: easy to turn an Amazon, like, Kindle tablet
2: into an Android. Like, it takes, like, five minutes. Yeah. So, like, this is all very... And, like... A few other things that I find kind of uh, weird and interesting. Like, you can get Apple Music on Android, right? If you don't want to use Spotify and you want to subscribe to Apple Music, you can do that on a fucking Android phone. Yeah. And considering, like, when we're talking globally, Android is the vast majority of operating systems on phones worldwide, why is there not an Android app? Yeah. Right? I run Fire TV in in our bedroom, but, like, in our main TV, I run an NVIDIA Shield TV, which yep. is Android. And yep. my phone is Android. And yep. if I can't watch Apple TV on either of those devices, like, why would I even fucking bother?
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: This just seems like a terrible, terrible fucking thing on uh, Apple's part.
1: Yeah, and it's probably some weird, like, company bickering where it's like, yeah, no, we're not going to have that on Android phones, right?
2: No, there's probably some
0: stupid reason like that but yeah anyway i digress (laughs) fair enough super stupid on their part yeah and uh talking about peacock again they signed another deal they have all, all of modern family but it's also going to hulu in a shared streaming deal Which is weird. Yes, that is a little odd. It's odd, but
1: I kind of hope this becomes commonplace or it's not like
0: exclusive deals, but it's like, hey, what if we just gave it to everyone? That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't understand these guys yeah me neither like I don't is modern family really big? I never watched it. I've watched all but the very last uh uh but the very last season is it like quietly like a really big show that people want to watch? I don't
1: or... know, I
2: mean, it was one of those like prime time fucking family comedies and it was uh... it was funny, but i don't i It might be one of those shows, like, it had good enough ratings that they were able to pull, I think, ten seasons out of that show before they finally ended it. Yeah. But I don't know if it's, you know, maybe five years from now it becomes a a cult classic, kind of in the way, like, The Office did and Parks and Rec. I don't honestly see that happening, but, I mean, maybe there's that potential. Maybe. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like, is it one of those shows that people are like, I, uh, you know,
0: I want to put this on in the background or whatever, right?
2: Yeah, you know, it's, for for me, it's definitely
0: not. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really, the only part about this story I
1: found interesting was like that it's a shared deal, which gives me hope that hopefully
0: there is more of that. Mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, not not really much else. to do it.
2: Well, let's talk about, like, the millionth fucking Game of Thrones spinoff that doesn't need to be happening, that is. Yeah. The animated one, nonetheless. It, what the fuck? I don't know. Put this on the list of shit that I will never watch.
1: Uh, yeah. Like, it's... Is HBO going to milk this tit, like, fucking AMC did with The Walking Dead?
2: And... Fuck. They're going past The Walking Dead, though, man. Like, they had, like... The Walking Dead, okay, sure, they spun it off with... Fear the Walking Dead, and then they had the talk shows discussing both of them, and yeah. now they're spinning off into another like comedic version of the Walking Dead. Yeah. But I would only say that that was like the Walking Dead and two legit spinoffs, because the other ones were just talk shows discussing it. Right. But now we're looking at HBO, and this is this is what the fourth the fourth spinoff. I think so. Third or fourth? Yeah. Because there's definitely two other live action spinoffs, and then I thought I read that there was another spinoff, but it's not actually a spinoff, but it. Kind of is, because it's in the Game of Thrones, but it's based on an entirely different book, and it's a completely different story, and now we're getting this fucking cartoon. Like, Yeah. I don't know what's going on at HBO, but like, they're spending a lot of money for something that's not going to be paying off dividends. Do you ever go to HBO with the intent of watching anything animated? No. No, not even a little bit, because HBO is not known for animated shows. Yeah. Not to mention, I'm... At least as far as I go, and I know a few of my friends that I've spoken to, we're all still pretty pissed off about the way they ended Game of Thrones. Yeah. That none of us are, like, jumping in line to see their fucking spinoff series.
1: Nope. They have uh, they have some trust they need to earn back from their audience. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think we talked about this before, but, like, you know, the reaction to all of these spinoffs would probably be a lot different if uh we the fans didn't get it
0: done dirty uh with that last season you know but yeah i kind of like you i i don't really give a fuck about this
2: yeah and just reading a little bit more of the article looks like the fourth the fourth spin-off game of thrones series because there's the original then they're doing a prequel series house of the dragon Right. And a prequel series, Tales of the, or Tales of Dunkin' Egg. Right. So that's two more spinoffs. Yeah. Plus this animated one. And they're also in talks to do another prequel series based on Robert's Rebellion and the War for the Iron Throne that threw Westeros into chaos before Game of Thrones begin. So Uh. there's two official fucking prequels, plus they're in the process of working on a third prequel, plus now there's this animated.
0: Yeah. That's four. Yeah. It's hard pass for me h b o sorry yep and then speaking of h b o so h b o max
1: is gonna do what I hope doesn't become the trend, which is offering a cheaper uh subscription option that they just dump a bunch of ads
2: into. I'm honestly okay with this as long as it doesn't make the normal price go up as long as it offers just a cheaper. alternative for people who don't want to pay more i'm all on board because my biggest fear is like the netflix model right now where they want to keep pushing out more and more content and they don't have money to do it because they already have their subscriber base so their only option is to fucking dump the price up higher yeah whereas if you whereas like if netflix offered a cheaper option that had ads in it I feel like there would be a large base of people that are like, "Hey, I'm willing to deal with ads to save myself five bucks a month. So yeah, H or like in this example, Netflix would lose the $5 or $10 for the cheaper subscription model. But at the same time, they will be getting millions and millions in fucking ad revenue.
1: Yeah, that is true. I never thought of it. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of it as like a supplementary thing, which now that you kind of explain it that way, like,
2: Yeah. I'm actually kind of all for it if that just means they don't cancel stuff. Yeah, exactly. Right. Because, I mean, once you have your subscriber base and stuff like that, you only got X amount of money coming in. So you can look at it kind of like a budget Mm -hmm. and then you have to use that budget to make sure you keep shit fresh. Otherwise, you're going to lose the subscriber and, you know, the, the next year over your budget will be smaller. Right, and you need to have like at least the same budget, if not increase it if you want to keep doing series and shows and movies and stuff like that, so you you constantly need to be adding revenue and not shrinking it, and yeah, if they go, "Hey, it's twenty dollars for h b o max and absolutely everything, or you can pay ten bucks, but you're gonna get commercials three two minute commercials in your fucking one hour t v shows, but you'll save ten bucks a month, then I'm all for it because, like yeah, they lose that ten dollars. But then you're also going to have all that ad revenue coming in and realistically what will end up happening is you'll have a large group of people I would count myself in this group of people that would be like oh HBO is affordable now. So I pay the $10 a month. I get the ads and then after like a month I'm like okay I'm fucking sick of these ads. I will just pay the $10 to go ad free. Yeah. And then you're getting fucking you're bringing more people in because it's cheaper and then you're very quietly upselling without actually having to upsell. Yeah, that is true. I think this is a very smart business plan. Oh yeah. This is all under the assumption though, that whatever the current price is stays the price for the premium stuff. And they offer a cheaper option with ad support. Yeah. If they like flip it where it's like if HBO is 20 bucks a month and they go, okay, so now your $20 actually gets you the ad version and you have to pay 30 if you want ad free. That's where I'd have a problem.
1: Yeah, and I, I I don't think they would do that because that would be kind of shooting themselves in the face. But uh.
2: yeah, I think I think people are, uh, especially businesses, especially businesses that have been around for a long time, where the upper echelon of the people running those businesses are part of the old boys club and old money and the old way of doing things. I think they tend to forget like how far an internet outcry can go. Oh yeah. So like if they were to pull some sort of shady move like that and the internet banded together and was like, let's teach HBO a fucking lesson, lessons will be had. Yeah. But I I mean, if I was running HBO, that would not be something I'd be willing to roll the dice on, potentially facing huge backlash and then losing a bunch of like subscribers altogether. Yeah, true enough. Because it can happen. I mean, just look at the fucking that whole situation with GameStop. Yep, pretty much.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but that's my thoughts on it. Fair enough. All right, moving mm. on. Jared yeah.
1: Leto,
2: Darren Ar- Darren Aronofsky mm-hmm. for a Blumhouse horror called *Adrift*.
0: Yeah. And this actually kind of seems kind of cool.
2: I yeah, it's uh, it's intriguing, and I, I'm a big fan of. A lot of the stuff that uh Aronofsky's done, like yeah. Requiem for a Dream, is a fucking classic, Oh yeah, and Jared Leto is he's fucking Jared Leto, yeah. I mean, aside from his terrible vision for what the Joker should be, yeah, put that aside, yeah, I think he uh, I think he's really phenomenal when he goes into his method acting mode, so and Bloomhouse has been like very quietly over the years went from like straight to dvd like c horror movies to like b horror movies and like now they're releasing like some legit horror movies that like are good yeah
1: yeah blumhouse kind of grew their way into like this really like small profitable niche where they just keep like it seems like they just keep turning out stuff and making money yeah they've definitely
2: come a long way yeah. I'm, I'm super fucking hyped to see how this all goes. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yes, that is definitely something on the list of things that whenever it comes out in the next two years, if I remember, will be something I'll want to watch. Yep,
0: pretty much. And then we got that Sandman series at Netflix. I really, really hope that... uh
2: this one pans out a lot better than Neil Gaiman's other ones. Yeah, and like yeah. I, I liked them. Like I liked American Gods, and I liked um, oh, fuck, uh, now I can't remember the name of the other one where it was the angel and the devil working together. It was oh, on that, Amazon,
1: yeah, I know one you're talking about, but I don't remember the name.
2: Yeah, me neither. But they were both good. Like Neil Gaiman's a a, a phenomenal writer but it just always seems like they come out at the wrong time and on the wrong place and they don't get the the fanfare that they deserve. So I'm, I'm really and Sandman is arguably one of, if not his biggest uh, books. So like, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really hoping that with this landing on Netflix, that it finally, that his work finally gets appreciated for what it is. Yeah, me too. And yeah, I was kind of hoping,
0: so they announced the cast, and some of the uh, main people, is they got uh, that
1: uh, girl from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. um, Boyd Hallbrook.
2: Brianna of Tor. Yes. Um,
1: and I got some other people that I don't really
2: recognize. Yeah, other than her, I don't really recognize most of them.
1: Uh, yeah. Well, they got
2: Charles
1: uh, Dance, who was also on Game of Thrones. Um this is weird cuz like I listened to the audible book not too long ago and it had actors like voicing it. Mm-hmm. And it was a stellar cast and I was really hoping that they were just going to get them to do it. Um and, uh, that didn't turn out to be the thing, but cuz that No, ca- but I can
2: yeah. I and I can understand why though because I mean if all you're doing is a voice, anyone can do a voice. But when yeah. you read the books, they like you know describe the characters right so the celebrities who play the voices you can't i don't think that can naturally translate into them playing the characters in a show because they're not going to look like they're supposed to like when that image gets painted in your head as you're reading the book
0: yeah that's fair but yeah
1: i feel the same way i hope this uh this does good and i I hope it is
0: good because it's a cool story um yeah yeah i hope mm-hmm. I hope it does well. I mean there's not really a whole lot more to this. seems like it's still kind of fairly early on, so mm-hmm. yeah. but yeah cautiously optimistic, and then we're getting a Cloverfield sequel, yeah,
2: which I'm curious about.
1: Yeah, so, like, it's not... So, like, I guess the current Cloverfield movies, like, they weren't really sequels. They just kind of, like, happened in that universe. Yeah.
0: Or is this seems like it's going to be a direct sequel to the first movie. Which... Uh,
2: I've only seen the first Cloverfield. You never saw 10 Cloverfield Lane? No, I, I haven't.
1: And I I know, I know, I know. I know it's really good, and I've been meaning to watch it.
2: Like for its time, when the original Cloverfield came out, that was like at the height of these fucking shaky cam, yeah, horror suspense, age. yeah. So it was good at its time. Looking back at it now, I wouldn't watch it again because no. it wasn't that good. The Cloverfield paradox was, it was okay. It was nothing to write home about. But Ten Cloverfield Lane, that was a fucking masterpiece. And Mary Elizabeth Winstead and fucking John Goodman, John Goodman. Yeah. Knock it out of the goddamn park. Yeah. Because honestly, there were like so many people were like, oh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. I wonder if that's related to the Cloverfield movies. And like it was never directly stated like, yes, it is. And then you watch the trailer and you're like, well, there's not really like monsters in there. So like what's going on? And like it wasn't cut and dry until you actually get through the film where you're like, oh, okay, this is kind of related, but it kind of isn't. Right. Like, that movie is not a Cloverfield monster movie. No. That is, like, that movie is, like, a psychological thriller through and through until you get to, like, the last two minutes of the fucking film. hmm And it was good. And John Goodman, the character that he plays, is just... It's haunting. Yeah. Like, I... I highly highly recommend if you have not seen that movie that you should because as of right now who knows how this cloverfield sequel is going to go that is by and large the best of any of these three cloverfield related movies and honestly like even if it wasn't related to cloverfield at all that was one of the best movies that came out that year yeah it was fucking so
3: good
0: i know i've heard that and it's just been one of those yeah I i need to watch it yeah
2: yeah, I don't. I I don't know. As far as a an, a sequel goes, I mean, I'll watch it. I've already seen the other three, so I'm in the universe. I'll just yeah. carry on with my way. I'm curious to see, you know, like a trailer come out and like have an actual synopsis, other than like, yeah, this movie's gonna happen at some point. Yeah, I mean, the
1: nice part is they're not doing found footage. Yes, which, which is
2: nice. But
1: like at the same time, I look at this and it's like, okay, in the era of you know, Godzilla vs. King Kong is out and, you know, these other kind of monster movie styles,
0: you know. Do we need another one? hmm Right?
2: I, I don't know. I'm for it. I'll watch it. I'll check yeah. it out. Just as long as it's not found footage, I'm kind of very much over that whole genre. Yeah, me too.
1: Found footage uh, can go fuck itself.
2: Yeah. It was cool when I was younger
1: and now I'm just like, this is making me dizzy and I want to turn it off.
2: But for the love of fucking God, man, go watch Ten Cloverfield Lane. I will. Okay, I'll, I'll watch it. Jesus, I'll watch it. it. It never, it never ceases to amaze me how we have, like, we have such similar tastes, and we like a lot of the same movies. And our big differentiating factor is you really enjoy old-timey period piece things, and I don't. Yep. But aside from that, we're pretty on par with things. And like, if there's a new exciting movie and I need to talk to someone about it, you're the one I go to because odds are you've seen it as well. Like yeah. We're both on top of things. So when I hear that these masterful movies come out and have been out for a long time and you haven't bothered to watch them, it kind of hurts a little.
0: All right. I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Anyway. Yeah.
2: Back to Apple. Anne Hathaway, Jared Letter, in a hey. Work series. Yeah. Something else I'm not going to pay attention to until fucking Apple TV gives me an Android app.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Because um, the series, like, seems kind of cool. or it's, like, kind of based on, like, one of those businessy stories of, like, something getting really big and then crashing and burning.
2: And, yeah, it's an, it's an interesting premise. And, I mean, both of them are great.
0: But it's... Yeah, it... Like, as cool as this
1: sound, it it comes back to that problem that we were talking about, which is, like, right now, if I look at all of the devices I have around this computer, which is, like, my home theater stuff, I do not have a single device that will play Apple TV shows.
2: Oh, but would it make you feel better to know that you could just go to AppleTV.com and watch it through a Chrome browser? No, because, like, I'm not going to do that. Like, no. (laughs) <laughs> no, i, I no, I'm fucking with you man like,
1: I, so here uh, looking at this like i've got I've got a pretty you know decent little home theater set up you know with an Nvidia shield if I wanted to watch Apple TV on that, I would have to download the Google Chrome browser for my Android phone, open up Apple TV in that and chromecast it to the Nvidia shield and then watch it that would be the only way
2: which seems absolutely ridiculous in the world where like 4k is becoming like the standard
1: yeah you know so it's like
2: i i I genuinely i don't understand what is going through their head it's not like they lack developers like they're able to create their own fucking custom silicon yeah and cut and like rework all of their applications to take advantage of their own custom silicon and you're telling me that these motherfuckers can't put out a fucking pure android app
1: it's like well they can because like you know it's it's on the fire stick yeah. It's it's just they don't want to, which is like the most infuriating part is because it's cuz it's like they just don't want to. So it's like, okay, fuck you. A and B like it's like you said before like I given how many series have come out uh, you know on Apple TV, I would totally be willing to give it a subscribe for a month and check out a bunch of them. Yeah, right? Yeah, a know? Feel or
2: see if it's worth it.
1: Yeah, exactly, you know. But like I like I just said I it, the route to watch it right now is so convoluted that
2: i'm just not gonna do it,
1: uh, it which was
2: yeah. a major downside to like quibi yeah
1: and it's like i was looking at that apple support page if they're like well what happens if you like don't have any of those listed devices and they're like go buy an apple 4k tv and it's like that's not a replacement for my nvd shield in the fucking slightest not even <laughs> close because so, it's
2: so limited
1: Yeah, so it's like no like i'm not gonna do that it's like
2: yeah, I don't. I don't understand what they're trying to do here. Because especially if you like look at the stats in terms of like what people stream on, it's like mobile yeah. devices and fucking like tablets. Yeah, that's like eighty percent of what most people stream their shit on. And you're yeah. telling me that I can't get Apple TV on an Android phone or an Android tablet? Yeah. Like, there goes so much of your market share. I, I'm willing to bet any amount of money if they officially came out and were like, okay, here's the official. Android, Apple TV app that you can get on any Android phone that you can get on any Android tablet. I bet that their subscription base at the minimum doubles. Oh, inside a month.
1: Oh, probably. You know, and it's like in looking at it too, like it's super ignorant because, like, in a world where all these streaming services are competing, like the one thing that like you look at a good streaming service in the lead right now. Is you can watch their content literally on anywhere. Any fucking device, anywhere. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter where you are, what you're on, you can watch it. Because you've got to have that ability, right? Where it's yeah. like, oh, I went over to my friend's house. Oh, well, let's watch a movie. Well,
0: what do you have? The app's going to be on it, right? You know? But, yeah. Fucking. This is Apple being Apple. Yeah. Which is the least surprising
1: shit ever, but it's frustrating when it's like, Hey, I want to pay. I want to give you my money to like try this out, but Mm -hmm. you're not letting me like take my money. And and they're like, no, we're good. And it's like, but I want to give it to you. Like no other streaming service has me like curious enough to do that. Right. But they're,
2: yeah, no. And if any of the current streaming services that I do subscribe to decided to go that route where they limit where you can actually stream it from, like, goodbye yeah yeah like if netflix all of a sudden was like okay by the way we're not gonna offer netflix on any android devices okay well i'm not gonna use netflix anymore plain and fucking simple yeah Yeah, exactly it's
1: yeah it's like apple taking and it's like this is totally not the first time they've done this with their other products but it's like apple taking an industry standard and just saying like "Eh, that's not our standard
2: this isn't you being brave like when you took away the fucking headphone jack this is just stupid business
1: i'm still pissed about that headphone jack
2: i hate that trend but uh. anyway final story of the day joel kinnaman signs up for a in treatment reboot at hbo yeah which i don't even remember ever seeing, hearing or doing anything about a original in treatment so yeah, This is all I, news to me.
1: Yeah, I never heard of the original. Um, I basically just threw it in because I like HBO and I like Joel Kinnaman.
2: So,
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah, it looks like it's going to be uh, kind of uh, based on like a psychotherapist who meets a diverse trio of patients. Um, so it's going to be like a half hour drama series.
0: It is. Mm. So, I but there could be something to that yes
2: interesting i like him yeah i don't know if the uh, premise is necessarily catching me but uh no me neither but intriguing but yeah
1: i I think this would be one of those things of like kind of like that flight attendant show where it's like oh hey here's this little hbo show i'll give it a shot and if it's worth watching then i'll watch it if not you know kind of like those you said like b-tier netflix stuff where it's like "Eh, i'll give that a shot there's
0: no downside Mm mm-hmm of like I might check this out but yeah hmm. well it looks like that's all the news for this week yeah so, so you finally watched Captain Marvel yes because of all the shit you were slinging at me
1: I,
3: I'm
2: I, I'm already gonna I already have the feeling that you're like man wasn't that good
1: no I enjoyed it Um, yeah I thought it was fun I uh, actually had a pretty good time with it Um, like I'm not going to say it's my favorite Marvel movie but like I'm not going to say it's the worst either. Like I threw it on and had a total enjoyable
2: kind of Marvel time with it. Um I'd still say Ragnarok is my favorite so far. Yeah. Yeah, that one's up there. But this one would be pretty close behind it in in second or third. Yeah, I don't the know. The 90s soundtrack just really fucking did it for me. Yeah, that is true. And I was really pumped to finally like see like on the big screen like the backstory like nick fury where he started how he got to where he was and how he lost his eye
1: yeah yeah all that stuff was really good i, I definitely enjoyed all that stuff um yeah no it was totally solid like i i kind of went in with like not a whole lot of expectations and came out going like yeah that was pretty good like that, that was a that was a pretty good marvel movie um, mm-hmm. and uh, like i think the stuff with uh nick fury was probably the highlight for me Um, like all the stuff with him, like kind of establishing that backstory and kind of, I guess, how S.H.I.E.L.D. comes to be, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and stuff like that. Like it's, it was cool. Um, especially with, you know, when you do, uh, like a movie in kind of your franchise and you go back in time, you always have the problem of like, you already know where it's going to end up, right? Yeah. So it's like, I, I founded that fairly well. Um, Mostly because it, it like its up backstory, like it didn't try to tell a different story really. Yeah. Um.
0: But yeah, no, I enjoyed it, and yeah, the soundtrack was great. Um. Yeah, it was good. I got no complaints. All right, then. I'm.
1: I don't know why people don't like that movie.
2: I don't know either, man. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, I thought it was- I quite enjoyed it. So when I saw the hate and all the backlash, I was like, this is just unwarranted.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I'm curious what the reasons are because. And it's, like I said, like, I I wouldn't rank it as high as you, but, like, I watched it, and I was like, that's a totally serviceable
0: Marvel movie. Like, that was fine. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. It was good. Two thumbs up. All right, then.
2: What were your thoughts on The Dissident?
0: Man, that shit was fucking crazy.
1: Right? Fucking crazy, man. Like, when you were talking to me about it, I was like, okay, I gotta watch this. Like, this just sounds insane. And then like as I'm watching it, I'm just like, fucking what? Like it just keeps ramping up and it's just like nothing's happening. Like they're just like nothing is coming of it, right? And you're watching it and it's just like uh, like, you end that movie and you're just like how the fuck has there been no consequences for this?
2: Yeah, absolutely Uh, wild.
1: uh, Like how blatant the whole like murder of like how it was done and stuff like you look at it and you're just like there is no question that this person did it you know and it's like
2: fucking insane yeah it completely fucking wild from start to finish and then to see like how it all happened when it all happened and like where we are today in in the world and like no real consequences and like no one's even talking about it anymore yeah it's like Jamal Khashoggi who wasn't he the guy that got murdered in the embassy by the sods? Yeah. Oh yeah. I remember hearing about that and then just move on. It's like, what? Like, how is this not a bigger fucking deal?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Politics,
2: man. Like it's so fucking crazy.
1: Yeah. That's the crazy part about that story is like, it really kind of like sheds light on like that dark side of the politics of like, well, really you can get get your way out of most stuff if you, you you know, the right people.
2: Yeah, no, exactly. It's like, oh, fuck. Well, I mean, I'm not going to say anything about the Saudis because they want to give us a billion dollars for guns right now. So we'll just let it slide. And yeah, I'm not going to speak out. Like, even though they hacked my private phone and released some fucking pictures that, you know, helped fuel me losing my big divorce. But they want to build an amazon center over there and that's going to make me even richer so i'm just going to let it slide it's like holy fuck man like money really does control the world you got the yeah, money and you got the power yep pretty much and it's that's savage me. man and the, what's like wilder is is how he couldn't get anyone to like like netflix turned him down amazon yeah. turned him down like no one wanted to stream this so like yeah he pretty much like got to like Find a VOD service and rent it, which I'm sure is limiting how many people see it. And I feel like more people need to see this and like wake up to like how this world is going. Because, I mean, unless there's mass outrage across the world from like, you know, people who aren't billionaires and can afford to fucking play God, essentially, nothing's going to fucking change.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And and, like disturbing and sad. Yeah. Like, the crazy part to me is, like, like how blatantly confident they were that they could do it in the way they did, right? Yeah. Like, they just straight up, like, like, it's not like a typical, like, you know, you think an espionage murder kind of mystery conspiracy, right? You know, it's kind of done in the shadows, right? You know, it's like, we'll quietly take out this, you know, person of power here. But, like, they're just, like, so overly confident that they can get away with anything that they're, like... No, nope, we're gonna we're gonna kill this guy right in the uh, in the embassy, not in our country, and we're just gonna chop him up in the room, and uh, take him down the street, and just burn the body. It's like, what? Like, yeah, like it's fucking insane that they just like that. Not only like you watch that and it's just like it's like you're watching it and you're like, there's no way you could get away with that, and then you watch it and it's just like, nope, they totally did, and they knew they could.
2: Yeah, that's but the most. Is, It's insulting to every other, like, world leader and country around the world. Like, I mean, it would still be absolutely terrible, but it'd be one thing if they, like, you know, figured out a way in this, like, super elaborate plot to, like, quietly, like, assassinate him him. Yeah. Where yeah. like he dies and there and it's like oh he died under mysterious circumstances and yeah. we have a feeling it might be because of these guys but we don't know we can't link it to it like yeah it could have just been a normal car crash where he got into an accident and the guy fled like who knows but like this was just super fucking obvious like he yeah. goes into the fucking embassy in a different country like you said and doesn't come out
1: yeah and then like not only does he not come out. But when the authorities and all of the news are like outside the embassy the day after, like the police are there, and they're just like, "You need to like let us in and know what happened," and they just don't say anything and they just leave the door shut for like seven days while they clean everything up and then they open up the doors, like and, and everything smells like fucking bleach and chemical.
2: Like, are you it, kidding me?
1: Yeah, it's fucking insane. Um, yeah, and then even like, like I guess the turning point in that in that show was like when that one. was the the copper prosecutor like was like oh yeah we got the the audio tapes of like him dying (laughs) and it's just like if that is not clear enough evidence then like what is right like it's Mm -hmm. yeah it's fucking it's a fucking wild story it uh yeah that was crazy like that was one of those documentaries where like even knowing like the stuff you said before like kind of already knowing what the story was like i was still like watching it going like man fucking what like this is insane
2: yeah it just wild the whole thing
1: Uh, yeah yeah it's crazy um yeah that that's a two thumbs up documentary
0: um uh, people should watch that it is very good yeah incredibly fucking wild yeah and then another crime documentary that i watched I think you've watched, as well, Is he, you were talking about it, I think it was last week, uh, the Night Stalker show.
2: Yeah, that was a good one.
1: Yeah, that was really good. Um, like you said, I think when you talked about it before, like just how random he was. Like mm-hmm. You watch that show and it's like, you don't really realize how random he was doing it. Like until like you literally look at it and it's just like oh wow no like he like legit just had no rhyme or reason, he was just out there living his best serial killer life, um, finding random people and it's like crazy.
2: Yeah, it was pretty fucking bananas.
1: Yeah, and it's also and it's weird too because it's like it happened, cause it happened in what what is it like the seventies or the eighties or something like that. And it's, like, kind of the culture around there where, like, the the mass kind of hysteria that was kind of going around with it. And some people still weren't locking their doors because it was kind of those good old, you know, American days where you could leave your door unlocked. And it's, like, yeah, it was crazy.
3: Like, Yeah,
0: absolutely fucking wild. Like, just the randomness, like, yeah. Like, just true randomness,
1: which was which made it even more terrifying, right? When you're watching it, you're just like, wow. Like, it was like one case was like an elderly person. The other one was
2: like a random dude. And then the other one was a kid. It's just like, what? Yeah, and that was the interesting part to just kind of like see how things worked back in the day as far as like being an officer and stuff, right? Like, it yeah. was interesting where like... One cop is like, oh, dude, this is the same guy. And all the other cops are like, you're an idiot. You have no idea what you're talking about. Like one is a young woman and the other is like an old man. And then this other one's like a young kid. Like they're obviously not connected. Everyone, every killer has a type. So it obviously isn't the same killer. And this guy's like, no, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Right. Like, so like, it's interesting to see that too. Like just that whole. That whole fucking awful mindset, I despise it where it's like, well, this is the way it's always been, so that's the way it's always going to be. And it's like, no, things fucking change, man. Like, you have to be open because things change. Yeah. But for so long, no one thought to connect any of them because they were just different, different victims and therefore it couldn't possibly be the same killer. Yeah. And,
1: you know, touching on like kind of how things were back then, I also really thought it was cool, like how creative they had to get, you know, with some stuff you know like where they uh with the shoe print like because they didn't have the technology that we have nowadays they were like okay we had this shoe print so we went around to a bunch of shoe stores and we just compared it to a bunch of shoes on the shelf and then we Mm -hmm. went to that shoe manufacturer and contacted them and said okay how many shoes of this tread did you make and where did you ship them and it was like this like the lengths they had to go that probably would have been solved real quick in today's technology like just how crazy like that one little thing went and how creative they had to get in getting that evidence and then that evidence actually being like the key to the case like it was it, it's crazy to see like how
0: creative they were with limited stuff right yeah so yeah another a plus documentary very, very mm-hmm. it looks like we both watched the little things yeah what do you think
2: I was let down slightly, but that's because going into it, everything I had read is they're like, oh, it's kind of like, I think seven, but like modern day, which that's not what that is not even a little bit. So I went in with these like high hopes and high expectations and that's not how it played out at all. It was still a good movie by all means. And I, I liked Den, Denzel and I think, uh, Rami Malek did a good job as like the young up and coming detective Yep, and obviously Jared Leto playing any fucking character. creepy as shit yeah he was really creepy in that Mm -hmm. my biggest gripe though is as i i'm not in some situations i'm okay with the whole like let the audience decide kind of ending but this was not one of them so to get to the end of the film and you don't know who the killer is and you don't know if the killings are going to continue like it left too many fucking wide open holes for me
1: yeah and i'll agree with that because like The rest of the movie wasn't good enough to support that. No, you you know, like it's it was no Inception. Yeah, like it's it was a totally serviceable, like one of those kind of cop movies, like suspenseful thrillers. Like I went in with no expectations and kind of came out with it going like that's definitely not seven, um, but that was like a totally all right kind of like one of those type of thriller movies. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, the end.
2: So, like, here's, like, if I was to compare it to, like, the choose-your-own-adventure-ending kind of, like, inception, right? Yeah. Like, you get to the end, and it's like, oh, is he—did he actually get back, or is he in a dream? Yeah. And, like, you can choose. And either way, it doesn't matter, because the character's fucking—whether he's in a dream, he's happy. Or if he's out of a dream, he's happy. And Mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of, like, you know, um, outward ripple ramifications for whichever happens to be the truth. Yeah. But in this case—like, and sorry, spoiler alert— you're left off where like Rami Malek is like all kinds of fucked up because they killed him. Yeah. All right. So he's, and then Denzel sends him that fucking red beret, which turns out to be fucking fake. So, you know, that gets Rami like out of his head and goes, okay, I got the right guy. Now I feel fine, but you don't know if he's definitively the killer. Yeah. And and it's like, and, and so like there's, so like if you were to just like play this movie out, like what happens two weeks from now, Because these murders are happening pretty consistently yeah it's like if another murder happens then rammy's back into a fucking spiral because he killed an innocent man they're no closer to catching the real killer because the killings are still happening and then what about denzel like he got all roped up in this because he was having all sorts of mental issues because he couldn't figure out who the killer was when he was on the case and And yeah he's back to where he is
1: yeah, cause, and then Denzel has even got some more skeletons because he ended up shooting someone that he shouldn't have, right? hmm You know, so it's, yeah. I mean, like, I think they leave enough evidence on the table. Like, for, the, I would guess that most of the audience would be satisfied in saying, like, okay, like, the question has been answered and he was the one doing it. But for people like us that probably watch way more movies and are able to compare them, it's like, well, you could have tightened that up. I
2: straight up at the end of it I didn't think he was the killer. Yeah. And like maybe I'm like in the minority here who believes that, but I don't think he was the killer. Like there is too many fucking hints and clues like he straight up said that he is a fucking crime buff. So he studies all this stuff, he's fascinated by this stuff. He watches and tracks all this stuff. He has a police radio in his house, which I mean if you're a killer and you're out and about killing, you don't need a police radio in your house. Because you're in your house, so you're not killing anyone. Right? Because it wasn't like a little handheld radio. It was like an actual, like, plug into the wall, like, legit radio, which to me leads credence to the whole yeah, he's a crime buff. He's like sitting at home and he's listening to what's going on around the city because he's genuinely curious. And then you couple that with the fact that he confessed to a murder 10 years prior to all of this taking place and was acquitted. Because he was nowhere near where the murder was happening. So like he tried to take the blame for a murder and they were like, no, you absolutely could not have possibly done this. Like you're not him. Why are you confessing to a murder you had absolutely no hand in? All of that to me leads credence to the fact that when he said he was like a fucking crime buff, happens to be the case. And all those little articles that were in his box... Those were just murders and stuff that he was tracking, but none of those murders were like directly linked to the murders that were happening. It was like a wide array of different murders. So in my head, in my mind, he was not the murderer. Yeah, that's fair. And and someone who's doing these kind of murders, if they get caught and they play these little games with the police, like psychology would dictate that they're proud of what they're done. And when they finally get to the point where it's like, okay, he knows I'm busted. There's no way out of this then they want to gloat. They want to gloat about how they outsmarted everyone. And when they do go to jail, they want to fucking talk to the press and, you know, tout their high intellect and how they were able to do this for so long without getting caught. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was just not the case with this guy. Yeah. So I don't think he was the fucking murderer at all. Yeah.
1: I I think this is a case of like, in my mind, like it's to me, like if you're going to do those open ended kind of endings, Like, you need to execute the rest of it really well for people to buy in, right? Because you need to have such a good enough movie that I'm still thinking about the ending the next day. And, like, after I finished that movie, I was just like, all right.
0: Like, it was a good enough movie, but, like, at the same time, I was like, yeah. Yeah, Um, pretty much. Yeah. It's, uh,
1: I, I think it's a watchable kind of. Prime thriller esque movie for what it is. I don't know that I would put it on the top of anyone's list, but uh, no, but it was like it was solid. Like it was for one of those, I was like, eh, that I didn't hate it,
3: um, yeah,
0: but it, it definitely has its issues, right? Could have been better, but yeah, but it definitely could have, yeah, it could have been better, but yeah, I will say, um. The cast was not the problem of that movie.
2: No, everyone played the role very well.
1: Yes, that was a case of uh, the writers
0: made some choices that maybe didn't pan out. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, that's all I got this week. Yeah, me too. Well, then I'll catch you on the next one. Well, later.